You're listening to the Potato Candy Network. Uh, hello, welcome to A Blank Scenario. This podcast where we take 30 to 40 minutes, or an hour, depending on how long it takes, to work through a scenario to prove to you that you can make a scenario when you have to improv a game night, or if your DM is sick and you have to prove that you can still run a game. Uh, I am Marie, a.k.a. the Queen in Yellow. I'm Isaac Sasquatch. I'm Casey, the Grumpy Elf. <laughs> and I had the inspiration for our first inaugural episode. Woo! Yay! And... <laughs> and the crowd rejoiced. <laughs> and, the, and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> That's copyright. <laughs> Okay, okay, so um, this is the inspiration that y'all hated me for, but I still love it. Um, so in Houston, I think a few weeks ago now, yeah, stop rolling your eyes, I see that. There was reports, I kid you not, I heard this on three sources, of a killer squirrel that was attacking <laughs> people in their homes. One lady on on the news said she could not enter her house. It, could, it got between her and her door and kept attacking her. <laughs> they had to call animal wow. control and then the cops to take care of a killer squirrel. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the D&D character way rapping. I don't even know how to put this in a story, but it needs to be a game. Well, what what constitutes kill, did it kill someone? Did the killer no no it was just bloodthirsty. It just went after people. So squirrels vam- don't do that. So vampire squirrels. What we're savage. With today. Savage. Sa- squirrel. Some kind of savage. And it wasn't rabies. It wasn't sick. It just was. It just attacked people. Now there's your network name. <laughs> Rabbit Sav- squirrels. Savage squirrels. Sav- oh. <laughs> Parentheses. Savage. I like that better than potato candy. Yeah, I'm so. sure you do. Oh yeah. Because yep. so you know why. Because it's not potato candy. <laughs> but it's a killer squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so killer squirrel. So my initial thought was, I, I did think about the story a little bit on this one. But I'm thinking, it's like, it's got to be something where there's just squirrels attacking a town and they have no idea how to handle it. Because you think about monster fights. Monsters are he's huge, like Albear comes through town and there's a dragon. No one suspects squirrels. Hmm. Squirrels, squirrels are just squirrels. So if they start going berserk, what are you going to do about it? Like, so when I when I think about this, number one, there is a moment in time in history where I can think of a killer squirrel. And I told you this in response to what you said. Ray Stevens, the Mississippi Squirrel Revival, mm-hmm. <laughs> where they steal a squirrel, put it in a box, and sneak it into church. And there's a revival as a result. Providence is not dead. But I think that my question is, do we need to worry about one individual squirrel, or is this going to be like an epidemic of squirrels that invade something? Well, for me, my my brain goes in two separate directions that this can go. And I believe I mentioned this before as well, um, off air. But um, <laughs> the idea of either, A, you could follow the through line of there's only one or two, and that's a symptom of a much larger problem, some other bigger, big bad that you're going to run across, um, somebody that's causing this to happen to these creatures, or and seeing it expand from something that might start off as innocent as a squirrel, growing up to something that is much more terrifying and um, savage. The other direction that this could go, if you wanted to keep it with squirrels and um, kind of max it out, you've got the old stories that you could go to of the idea of the ants that combine together and kind of besiege a town and they have to overcome Mm. this massive army of, of creatures. 
And for the DM, I could imagine that would be a very fun approach to run because now you're thinking um, on on massive swarm scale, mm-hmm. um, the mentality of these creatures, and even at that point, the absurdity of having perhaps one that is the leader of this group, even as that story defines it for ants at the time. Hmm. They do have, I know like you have swarm of rats, swarm of bats, those kind of creature stats. So you could very easily just, you know, take the rat statistics for, you know, squirrels that D&D has, or I'm sure any other scenario, or RPG, and just say there are swarms of squirrels that are just nuts and just double their power. (laughs) That are nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Pun not intended, but (laughs) I, I think, I like the idea of the swarm of just the squirrels and starting off with one squirrel. Just an isolated incident, and maybe one or two other incidents. So, before your players even walk into town, they've had maybe a couple of attacks. People think, well, the squirrels are just, you know, insane. There's something in the water. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then, while well, your PCs are there, have just a ton of squirrels come down somewhere. And so, they have to fight them off. Now, they're trying to figure out why are there squirrels just attacking people? This is not normal behavior. Mm. So, you've now got a primary incident of squirrel, a swarm of rabid squirrels. A swarm of savage squirrels. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. A swarm of savage squirrels. <laughs> swarm of savage squirrels. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. Uh-uh, so now you just have to figure out what the source of it is, figure out if there's one squirrel mm. in charge of all of this, and figure out wh- what your players can investigate to find a solution. Now, this may be one of those areas where we differ as three separate storytellers. For me, jumping into the next section would be looking at the climax. What do I want the big, the one big set piece to be? at or near the end of this Uh as to what would happen next. So jumping into what either the big bad would be, if you wanted it to be, I'm assuming, are we going to move forward Mm -hmm. with with just your idea or are we going to keep going with Mm -hmm. ideas around um, the table? I I would say for podcasting, we're going to keep going with the one just so we build a coherent single story unit, knowing that we're going to have 20 offshoots that you could go with as well. Oh, for sure. So do you want to make it as one person that's causing it or do you want to... What, where do you want your source to be so that then you can build your climax into it? I like the idea there being a single source that is affecting the squirrels, whether or not it's a lead squirrel that's been changed somehow, whether or not someone's releasing something into their food specifically for nefarious or accidental purposes. I might have an idea for that. Isn't there a fairy tale about Peter Piper where he goes into town and Thinking there's a rat epidemic? The rat catcher? Yeah. And or then... The, uh, Pied the Pied Piper. Piper. Yeah, the Pied, Pied Piper. Piper. He goes in yep. and all the rats die and they don't pay him enough, so he kidnaps all the kids. He yes. basically plays a flute and mm-hmm. gets all the rats out of town. When they don't pay him, he does that to the kids. So you get a lawful evil bard, send him to the forest. I like this. To, so so forget, forget the squirrel leader as in being a squirrel. It's it's a bard, okay, with, with a flute or insert musical instrument here. You could get a magical flute, and someone's picked it up uh-huh. who's trying to be a bard, and they didn't realize it controls animals. Uh-huh. I got one better for you. Uh-huh. Make it a, a um, polymorph druid that's polymorphed into a squirrel, and is now leading those squirrels. You could Save still do bardic trees. elements. Either, yeah, either or. Save yeah, the but... trees. <laughs> you have a druid that's been miffed by the town. They're using the least likely animal to attack. Because seriously, how would you attack a squirrel? Mm-hmm. It's like trying to hit, it's like hitting flies. You can't just take it out. You have to f- basically flamethrower it, and you would not have that in this time period. How many wizards are in this town that can use flamethrower? Fireball. <laughs> Any yeah. person who has a pet squirrel listening, <laughs> I'm not sorry. They're adorable, but they're terrifying. I'm sorry. Just 
imagine a thousand. What like what was that Rick and Morty episode where? Oh, where the dogs were sentient. No, oh. no, no. Where Morty got the ability to he- talk to animals. Oh, you could hear the squirrels and, and they're the plotting. Squirrels. Yeah, like we oh, have yeah. a Doctor Doolittle situation. <laughs> That was I, I do like the idea of the the druid that's using poly, that's doing the wild shape mm-hmm. okay. and is basically amassing squirrels to take down the town. Okay, so we got a druid who's taking on the town with an army of squirrels. So the question is, why is the druid mad at the town? Because it could be very simple. It could be more elaborate. Well, how um, the next question then would be, how high is your party? Because that's also going to define some stuff that you can do with this. Hmm. Because if you're looking at a lower level party, it can be, you know, the the town incidentally built on a sacred element in the forest. You <laughs> know, they're, they're expanding. Uh, they, you could even have the druid's gro- um, grove has been disturbed. Yeah. Or an ancient grove that they would, were going to. So the town could be expanding maybe. Mm-hmm. And so they've, you know, taken revenge against them or trying to drive them out. Yeah. Especially if it's relatively new town, even think about like new, like a new frontier kind of thing. Yeah, that could work. If you know it's relatively new, not really on the grid yet, trying to up and coming PCs just happen to be passing through, which is why it's not on the maps, and they're being assaulted by squirrels. <laughs> I love the idea of being introduced to it by someone who no one is taking seriously. I mean, that's just one of the ways you could do it, but it's like, old oh, you're at the tavern. Boy. Yeah, old man comes in, <laughs> crazy old Maurice. <laughs> hey. Uh huh. This may be complicating matters too much, but I love the idea of that that being the druid. That that's the reason why he is a squirrel. That he only has his mind whenever he is wild shaped into some oh. creature. But whenever oh. he is a, is as a human, something has occurred to him, and that could be what the town did. Something has occurred to him to where he is mad and cannot really be taken seriously. So he comes in in that first scene that we have. Um. Throwing, you know, throwing a hissy fit in the middle of the tavern or where in the middle of the town mm-hmm. and people just write him off as, oh, that's old man so-and-so or old whoever mm-hmm. so-and-so. Um, send him off a town and then the next thing you have is the squirrels that come in. That, that'll provide that little bit of, of um, nobody's going to believe that it's that guy or that person that's doing that. Mm-hmm. And that adds a little bit of mystery to it. Okay. As they're exploring and figuring it out. And that's something where they could actually solve it in a number of ways where it's like, we just killed the squirrel, but you left this whole rich backstory of this druid (laughs) gone. But that was Mm -hmm. a consequence of your choice. They'll never know. Mm -hmm. Oh, it hits you right in the feels. (laughs) Hits me right in the feels. Could Mm -hmm. also have... Gonads of the heart. Can druids talk while wild shape? Is there an ability for that? Polymorph, they can. During wild shape, they, they only have the capability to communicate as their creature is that so growls and such is that D or pathfinder that's D. Yeah. 5e it's it's only um i'm talking too much but it's <laughs> as, as 5e it's only as their creature yeah. so even if you're polymorphed in or um wild shape into like a, a elemental mm-hmm. you can only speak in elemental gotcha is is there any other game that has squirrel mechanics for lack of better words <laughs> You could just take a rat, honestly, and just give it a climb speed. Just reskin it. Okay. Because rats are pretty much rodents, so, yeah. you know, hit points and everything would be pretty much the same. You know, they have really high dexterity. You could get them a climb speed of, like, 15 feet just so they can get up trees pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Rats or, or um, cats would cats, be another cats element. Cats would also Because it would be a little yeah. bit bigger. You would still have around that same hit point maximum. Yep. And I am opening a candy wrapper underneath the table so it is not super <laughs> squeaky. 
And by squeaky, I mean crackly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea that the old man is it. Also, I don't think he'd be attacked. I think he'd be trying to quote unquote warn slash threaten people. Mm-hmm. So it'd be the idea that this is an old man who just lived in the forest when we moved here. They don't realize he's a druid, but he just causes problems. But, you know, he's he's an innocent old man in the sense that he's crazy because he just doesn't know how to be around people. He's been in the forest so long. So when they disturbed his grove, he just snapped. So he has no idea how to how to communicate, but he's threatening people, yelling at people. But he can't really do any harm until he wild shapes into or polymorphs into an animal, and then he's back to being a coherent human being, so to speak. And he starts just rounding up animals to do his bidding. Do we need to worry about why he went crazy, or is that why he mm-hmm. went crazy? I think that I like the idea they're encroaching upon his turf, essentially. Okay. That this is they're expanded out. Either they're an established town that's growing. Or this is a town that's new, depending on how big you want it to be. And basically, this was his land, and now it's being taken from him. Mm, okay. So this was a grove that was sacred to him or to another druid, maybe, that he knew. <clears throat> so whether or not he's directly connected, he feels, for lack of a better word, violated by their presence there. Yeah. So he's just basically trying to get rid of them. So that's why squirrels, they can't kill anyone. He's not trying to kill them, but he wants them gone. Which does give the option of diplomacy to the PCs. Mm. because they could talk to him say okay well if the town leaves or if they don't grow build in this area which may work for an expanding town then so if they leave this alone and go build the other direction will that work instead you can be at peace Mm. okay and for an expanding town this also creates the possibility that this could be like a, a campaign starter adventure that um you now have this if if you don't kill off the druid you now have this new companion that you get to find i don't know if you would keep the crazy or if you want to keep him sane and just seems crazy but that creates a new npc that you can play around with and have the characters interacting with after this adventure is said and done mm-hmm. i like that because in our current campaign that we're playing with our friends <laughs> my we're, we're we're about to go to war essentially <laughs> as my character understands it my first idea was to amass an army <laughs> This is one of the people I would go to. <laughs> you have an army of squirrels, but it's still an army. Will you, you come save the world with us? Up against a drag. I love that idea. <laughs> an so, ancient drag. Yeah. This is I'm, a new NPC idea. Yes, it is. <laughs> I just love this. Like, you have my bow, my axe, and my squirrel. You have my squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, why do you use squirrels? They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> the circle of the squirrels. <laughs> Okay, so do we need any in-town NPC then elements for this? Because obviously we have the idea that we have the druid, we have his crazy old man form, we've got the squirrels that you'll need to have figured out. You've got kind of the town dynamic that's expanding, so you've probably got a lot of trade and such coming through. So you have the option of killing the druid, you could kill the squirrel and accidentally kill the druid. Well, which means you would just, he'd revert back to normal form and you go, oh, it was, you know, a guy transformed into a squirrel. And you may never truly know what was going on. Do you, I, I'm about to talk. You but go you first. Have an idea? Yeah, you, okay. you go first. I have an idea, but you go first. So for I, I want to go back to our, our original question. Now that we know what our big bad is, what do we want our climax to be? Because if we know what that climax is that we're getting to, then we can start introducing um, whatever specialty items we want with it. Because um, if you want this to be something that stays primarily in the town, then we're probably going to want to introduce NPCs. You might want to introduce some items that'll that'll lead them on figuring out why or what happened. If you want this to be something that goes out 
into the forest itself, out into what would eventually become the Druid's uh, Grove, then the town is not going to matter as much as what's outside of it. So where do you see this? Where do both of you see this ending and, and kind of get a balance on this? I kind of see this ending with some kind of um, last stand against the squirrels. So I think convincing the druid to make peace would be very difficult, even if he is in a... And I would give him some kind of statistic to talk just because it'd be easier to mm-hmm. play instead of him being crazy all the time, just have a talking squirrel. You know, just for a diplomacy option to be available, just homebrew it to where he's powerful enough he can talk, but he's crazy enough he doesn't really get it when he's human. <laughs> yeah, he can only talk as, as a, a squirrel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So give him something. So final stand, basically, if they haven't convinced him to make peace. That's a great encounter, too. What? Just the, the, the Last PCs. stand against a squirrel. <laughs> no, the PC's hanging out somewhere, and suddenly they think they're crazy because just a squirrel comes <laughs> up and is like, hey, you. <laughs> get off my land. What you doing in these what waters? You doing in water? <laughs> I'm thinking, I, when you said NPCs, I immediately thought of that headline that you talked about where the lady couldn't get into her house. That's a great starting point. Ma'am, can I help you? There's this squirrel. <laughs> that would be one of the encounters that after the old man has come in and said, we're being attacked. And they go out and about the town. All of a sudden, there's a person like, help me, help me. What's wrong? There's a squirrel. What? And they go to the door thinking, oh, there's a squirrel, whatever. And there's like 10 squirrels on the door growling uh-huh. at them. And they're going, no, that's not a squirrel. That's just being annoying. That's a lot of squirrels are being very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Now, Isaac, do you have a different idea for the for the climax, or do you... No, my, my idea immediately started going to NPCs. A lady outside of her house that can't get in because of a squirrel is hilarious to me. But I, I can't think of very many other... Like, what other... Did you read those news stories, mm-hmm. or were it just mm-hmm. headlines that you saw? I saw on Facebook, and then I heard on the radio as well they were talking about it. And even on the radio, the lady's like, I had to look this up to see if this is real. I like the idea of the person who can't get in that they encounter i like the idea of her being one of the main people in charge of expansion because oh. if you're thinking within one shot the idea of having a very contained story very streamlined that she needs to be important if she's being attacked specifically so if she's one of people maybe she's not the mayor but maybe she's you know head head of a construction crew going out maybe she's in charge of contracts to get people coming in for business so she's important to getting the town to grow which is why she's being targeted I do think there also needs to be an NPC than that the, because either you can side up with the druid, so you could fight against the town potentially Ooh, if you wanted that's to. True. You could try to do diplomacy between the two, or you can side up with the town, which means you need someone. What's his name from Pocahontas? The guy in the purple. Ratface. Rat, okay. uh, um, Ratcliffe. Lord, yeah, Radcliffe, yeah. Radcliffe. 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 Yeah, someone like Radcliffe who is all about expansion, all about growing, doesn't care about the forest. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to that extreme, obviously, but this is a person really pushing for expansion at all cost because mm. it's going to help the town grow. So you've got three options for your NPCs on how they want to go about ending the problem, if they figure it out, <laughs> or if they just happen to kill the squirrel. I, I didn't make the connection until you said it to, Pocahont- or to, yeah, to Pocahontas, but it occurred to me, this is the reason why I asked where you want the climax to be. So if you're wanting it to be in the town, then the NPCs are going to be your most important aspect to this because it's going to be a lot of trying to figure out what got you there um my improv brain goes it would be fascinating to have this druid have a relative of some kind that lives in this town like a daughter Mm -hmm. that lives in this town that understands her father that maybe not entirely agrees with him that is just trying to keep her head down but lives here in the town 
Um, and you can decide to me in the moment, I would have to decide how she ended up there, especially if this is an expanding town or whether the old man started off in that town or they just kind of ran across him as they were expanding one of the two. But, um, having a daughter or having a relative of that old man that lives in the town gives that gives the PCs that opportunity to go and investigate and find out the backstory of this guy and decide what side they want to land on. If you want to have them going against or for the town, then through this way, he gets a voice that is not his own, that is somewhat objective that the PCs can kind of lean on a little bit. Hmm. So you know how in Beauty and the Beast, Crazy Little Maurice and Belle live like in this little house separated from the rest of the town? Mm-hmm. I imagine something like that where they live, where you have this crazy old man who lives kind of off in the woods by himself and mm-hmm. this just happens to be the area that they're expanding out to currently. And so he has a daughter that lives with him no one really knows anything about them. They're just kind of weird. They live out in the edge of town and keep themselves. But the daughter comes into town to get supplies and such. So she would be about town. So because Maurice, I'm just going to call him Maurice at this point, because Maurice really isn't a suspect, Maurice <laughs> will, might as well, just Beauty and Beast. So Gaston is a person in charge at the town court. No, I actually put the name Maurice to the druid at the beginning while I was making my notes. So that's, awesome, yep. that's very... Yeah. So if yep. you have a daughter that's in town a lot that maybe interacts with him or maybe seems to never be, she always seems to know something about the squirrel. So it would be like perception checks or maybe um, insight. So, you know, when the squirrels come up, maybe she gets really shy and quiet. Maybe she, maybe she gets really kind of mad and irritated. You know, she knows what's going on, but she's, she's waiting it out. She doesn't want to get involved. Mm. She understands her dad's point, but she's also not going to fight against a town that's she's kind of grown close to. So she's trying to stay neutral, but she'd be a source of information. So you would probably encounter her before you encounter the druid. Okay, so we've kind of got an idea of what we want for the story and where we kind of want it to, to end. Mm-hmm. Um, what type of adventure do you see this being? Do you want it focused on the town? Do you want it to be, if you want it to be like besieged, where they they literally have you know circled the wagons, mm-hmm. built around the perimeter of the town, all of these wagons and such to... Mm-hmm try to blockade themselves in and protect themselves, I'd be more like time-based. Yeah. Um, what I, are you thinking? I think I'd go with events, like have a series of events that the druid is planning. And so the NPCs at certain points can disrupt his events. I guess that would be time-based. Mm. That he's got kind of a plan in place. Ooh. Or have it to be where... Hmm, I feel like it's going to be a mixture between event and time that if the townspeople are able to pull off something, the druid is just going to snap and charge in. Mm-hmm. But if they can convince townspeople not to go after anything or stop construction, that's going to buy them some time. Okay. But I think there is a final, I think mostly time-based. There's a final last stand coming that if they don't do anything in time, the druid is just going to do an all-out assault. It may not be just squirrels at that point if you want to pull other creatures or just stick with squirrels. That could depend upon what the PCs have done. Yeah. If they've angered the druid enough, he might start calling in bigger animals. Mm-hmm. Or if they really haven't made a splash, he just calls in squirrels because... A thousand, a thousand square <laughs> or a thousand squirrels are going to be pretty nasty to deal with if they're all mad at you and attacking. Mm-hmm. You don't want to. That's a swarm mentality right there. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So I think the town would be the focus then. That they really wouldn't have to leave except maybe to find the grove if okay. they wanted to go to the old man's house. If they went exploring, they would run across the grove. Yeah, but otherwise, I think everything would be in town. They could talk to the daughter. They could find Maurice and talk to him. 
probably not get a lot out of him, but they might, you might leave a couple hints within what he says, how he says it. He always seems to know when attacks are coming, even though he doesn't really know what's happening. Mm-hmm. You could also like give dead on hints that he's like either squirrels are his domain <laughs> for lack of better words. I mean, just have like a hamster wheel generating power to something with a squirrel <laughs> on it. Or, you know, it's like Radagast's house, only bigger, but it's Maurice interior. Because Maurice, because now, now I just see Maurice when we talk about this guy now. And Maurice was an inventor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're not doing Artificer. We're doing, yeah. we're doing Druid. You could have just everything wooden. Just a bunch of trees and sticks. Everything wooden and little alcoves where you think that you see a squirrel tail sticking out for a split second and then disappears. <laughs> It's yeah. like, okay, this guy knows something. He's not wearing a fur coat, but it looks like he has tufts of fur on his coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking um, straight up Radagast. What you what you were talking about is having the full-on fur jacket and the long beard. And, the mm-hmm. you know, that adds to the crazy, especially if you add the um, the poop that uh, Radagast <laughs> had on himself. Um, adding in that element adds to the crazy. Mm-hmm. And even at that, um, players are innately drawn to any kind of detail you give. Mm. So the more detail you can add to any one thing, the more they'll draw to it. Now, there comes a point if we want Maurice to be kind of a, at the beginning, a bit of a red herring. We don't want it to be obvious like, oh, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to have him um, not be super, super unique and um, dive more into that in future meetings of him. Hmm. Because the more detail, like you give a name to something and the players are drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Just bottom line. So they might forget to look at everything else. They yeah. might be drawn straight to that and any mystery or any potential lead up to a squirrel revolt will be quashed before you get there. Aha, uh-huh. that makes sense. So basically, Maurice needs to be not so much the fact that he's the crazy old man town. needs to be he's talking about the squirrels and that mm-hmm. needs to be a big pool so maybe describe him as a crazy old man looks really ratty looks worn down he's got like weird tufts of fur and patches on his cheeks and whatnot do you want him to pass as someone who no one should take seriously i would yeah okay whether he's playing it or not it can kind of be decided as you go depending upon if you really need a smart npc for your players to deal with or if you need someone that's just kind of an idiot unless they're really because as a squirrel he's not gonna be as threatening yeah because at best, you can give him magic, but again, depending upon the level of your players, he may not be that powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if he transforms into something, it's got to be a different shape to be a threat to your players. Yeah. Or he turns into a squirrel, and you've got two rounds before he summons an army. Okay. But yeah, I think the town would be the focus of having, you know, having um, your random quote-unquote NPC who's attacked by squirrels actually being part of the construction team. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have your Radcliffe character who's pushing construction, who's also been assaulted maybe, or he, where he's been working is being assaulted by them. So you kind of start pushing your players to looking at why the expansion is being attacked by squirrels specifically. And then if you've got Maurice, who's just kind of crazy talking about it, if you do talk to him, you probably talk to his daughter first, and she seems really skittish about the issue. Hmm. So you start to get the sense that she knows something that's going on, but it's not revealing it. So they can kind of dig into purely combat if they just want to fight the squirrels. They can do diplomacy to try to figure out the problem and come to a solution. Or they can even side with the druid if you've got a druid in your party, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, that'd be fun. Can, yeah, if you've got a druid or if you've got a paladin who's like, well, this is his way of life. This is a grove. This is something that's important to him. The town can't take it. Just go and fight the town <laughs> if you really wanted to. Mm. 
So, so this climax that we're talking about is this event, and it sounds like this event is going to be a miniature war. <laughs> what what's what does that look like exactly? How would I run? Okay, I'm 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 a player, and I'm getting ready to go to, to war against a bunch of squirrels. How would you run this exactly? Oh, Lord. So I would have basically the rat swarm idea. Probably Ouch. use cat hit points because they get more hit points, but use a swarm tactic mm-hmm. of just having groups. So each group goes down, but you have more coming in, mm-hmm. and eventually just having a squirrel that is squirrel, and then Maurice who spouts out some nonsense and transforms back into a squirrel. So you kind of tell at the end your players that they haven't figured it out. Here's what's going on. He can Mm -hmm. transform into a squirrel. Here's why there are issues. Okay. And then it's just going to see if the squirrels can do enough destruction to stop expansion. Maybe the town says it's not worth it. Mm -hmm. Or the squirrels are wiped out and Maurice is killed. So that would be your final stand. So diplomacy would be the hardest one, I think, mm. because you have to get both sides to agree, mm-hmm. and they're very opposing viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to most likely have your players pick a side to who they're fighting with. Mm. So either they're going to try to stop the town, and the town basically is just like, no, we're going to keep going. It's like, we'll just destroy your stuff then. Or you side with the town, you have to fight squirrels. Mm. And if you side with Maurice, then you can basically just be part of the squirrel invasion. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think you could easily make it for the diplomacy. Um, if you play the daughter correctly, you could easily make that a third option for the displo- the diplomacy. Just overthrow, because I don't think anybody's going to want to, quote unquote, go to war <laughs> with a bunch of squirrels. Um, overthrowing Radcliffe, introducing mm-hmm. the idea of the daughter who understands the guy who can speak for him as mm-hmm. potentially a new leader or a new voice in the argument, so to speak, uh, might be another approach that you could take for that. But I would say for me, if you're going to end up going into a battle and you want to go purely from mechanics, um, the swarm of rats, swarm of bats, because you got flying squirrels that -hmm. you could easily introduce um, into the combat and just keep pumping it out. And really, if you're going to do a war setting uh, for or a battle for the PCs, it has to be cinematic enough for the PCs to enjoy it. In other words, don't don't just turn it into a grind because it yeah. can really easily become a grind, especially um, with the just the what, the battle economy. Mm-hmm. It can it can very easily become a grind. Mm. So just watching how many you throw, how often you throw it, throwing in unique ways of describing the combat, describing what they're doing, what the squirrels are doing to people or your your PCs or vice versa. Um, that'll keep the interest there mm. rather than just turning it into a purely a grind because yeah. this could easily turn into a grind if you're not careful. That's what I was kind of worried about because yeah. let's say I'm a paladin or a <laughs> warrior of some sort and I'm just slashing through squirrel waves <laughs> left and right. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I want to get it to stop. I would have a limit on how many waves. Like there's five waves and each wave has a group. And so with Swarm Taxes, if you hit it, you kill the group. You don't do yeah. individual numbers because that's thousands yeah. of squirrels you don't want to count them a hit so you mm-hmm. do enough damage to kill a swarm there's 20 squirrels to go down because if they're that compact you're going to hit something plus mm. I, w- I will add in plus your druid is going to care about the animals yeah. he's not just going to throw endless swarms because mm. he doesn't want to end the population that's around yeah. this is still his army he it is still a quantity but he does care sorry yeah, yeah and the squ- I mean, squirrels are helping because he cares about them so yeah but have a limit and also have how much damage 
either roll to see who's winning townspeople or squirrels on their turn. So rather than rolling for all of your NPCs, just PCs roll, squirrels attack them, and then you roll to see who's winning town or squirrel. And have, you know, if the town wins three rounds, they manage to fight back the squirrels. Mm -hmm. Keep it kind of short and simple. If the squirrels win three rounds, they fight back the town, do enough destruction that it's going to take too much work to rebuild. So Mm. there's a limit to how long combat can go. Your PCs aren't technically important then, but they can help turn the tide. So let's say I'm on the edge of town and I think I spot the druid. What does it take for me to get to him and kind of cut the head off the snake? Mm -hmm. Really just be like, do I need to difficult terrain probably to try to get to them and then initiate combat if you see them. Okay. I would say just, you know, squirrels are difficult terrain because they're moving and tripping you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're aiming towards a town. Mm-hmm. So if you do see him or can figure out which squirrel he is, because it may be a different size squirrel potentially too, just make him easier spot. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. so your players go, there's a white squirrel. Yeah. That's probably him. Well, <laughs> and druids can't cast during wild shape. True. So if you wanted to do any kind of healing for the squirrels or think- help out. I think if they're higher level, they might be able to, there's, but at lower level, yeah, I don't think they there's can. There's a lot of feats you can take in early editions of D&D. In current D&D, you have to get a specific feat or be really high level. Yeah. So there's definitely... You could play around with how you want that. And also, they may never get to that combat because your players may decide we're going to take out the druid before he does anything else. We know who he is. We know why he's doing it. He's a nuisance to town. We're just going to take him out. And so they're just fighting him on the edge of town. All right, so for possible story hooks for getting your players interested or to the town of this scenario, um, you could do this is a new town on the map they just happen to come across. could do this is a, if they're looking for a home base, maybe this is a kind of small up-and-coming town that might interest them. could also do a resource of some kind that's kind of pulling them to it. Yeah, and, and in that regard, you could easily have, because um, I don't think we discussed this before this point, but... Um, you could easily have that scene of the PCs going out into this grove, finding this grove in the middle, perhaps having that where they even start off, having them come into this grove, having them find this item somehow, whether they knew about it or not. And as soon as they, they get this item, if it's like a fruit in the grove, picking the item and then having this moment as a DM where you get to describe as they look around, the, the forest suddenly goes silent Mm. and they get to look around and see all of these little bitty black eyes peeking back at them from throughout the leaves mm-hmm. of what we know as squirrels, but to them are going to be terrifying. And, you know, that chases them into the town and um, introduces a whole nother story element that you could run with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the squirrels, the squirrels are coming. One, one of my favorite things about this, and I, I don't think I said this yet, it's where there's more than one possible path to go. Yeah. I love the idea of there being two very relevant approaches. One is the town. Like, I have a quest in this town, and I know that I need to go there. The other one is, oh, hey, there is a crazy druid that I happened across in the forest on my way to this town who has a beef with the town. Yeah. Why, why, not, why not side with the crazy old Maurice? You know, I, I like that, and also I love... Just watching what the players do, because it's like you guys ha- you guys can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're certainly welcome to try in in every case, and I I, I just love watching it unfold naturally. Yeah. Because even as that, you you always get players that are going to surprise you, mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what it is you do, including in so much as 
no matter where you introduce this druid, you've got the strong potential of that druid getting killed. Mm-hmm. And um, the benefit of of introducing some other voice or some other some other style for this this druid, the daughter, as an outlet, this druid gets killed off. You've got this daughter character, this other other force that can take over, that can run this this idea, that can run this philosophy, um, and, and keep your your campaign keep your story somewhat on track or at the very least coming at it from a different direction yeah i think too if you have something in the town specifically it's pulling the players something they may want or something that they might be interested in that gives them that dilemma as to are they going to side with the druid and what they perceive as right are they going to side with the town and what they believe is right are they going to be selfish because you got a paladin and a druid they might side with the druid because they it's his grove it's his you know, birthright, his, you know, ancient rights, whatever it is. Whereas you've got, you know, a rogue and, you know, a couple of of wizards, they may want the resources and go, hey, if the town gets it, we can just take it from the town that way. Mm. So it gives you lots of options for kind of how the party may want to pursue everything. Or the town itself as like a reward. If you're in a (laughs) long-term adventure, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a town, but it's like, I'm in the service of the king, and I want a place to hang my hat. Mm. Give me this town. Well, you have to earn the town. How do I earn the town? Well, there's a druid giving us some trouble. <laughs> or just there are squirrels attacking us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So so go in there and wipe them out. Well, why do you want me to wipe out the druid? So then, oh, hey, mm. I can help the druid and get the town, mm. you know, and kind of have this <laughs> squirrel mafia. Or I can go ahead and side with the town and just open up a can of mafia on the squirrels. Either way, you get a town. So that, that's that's where it's like diplomacy goodness. out the window. I don't want that because I want a town. I will name it Sasquatchia. I will. I, I'm yeah. So <laughs> squirrel, <laughs> squirrel mafia. There's, there's a whole you. other one shot idea in there. Don't run this one shot with me. I will not do what you're expecting me to do. Mafia based animals. <laughs> That's a whole other story right there. You come to me on the day of my you daughter's wedding. You dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was a rat. Turned to Zootopia basically. Uh-huh. Very, oh yeah. Uh-huh. I just watched Doctor Doolittle. With Robert Downey Jr. Don't spoil mm-hmm. it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is a great druid. He really is. A bad oh, accenteer, but a good druid. Yeah. Oh, no. Robert Downey Jr. is an artificer. Iron Man. Yeah. He's a druid. <laughs> uh, and he's a bard, I guess, because he's in a band. And he's a monk because he played Charlie Chaplin. Ah. Oh. True. I forgot about that. What would he be as Also, uh, Sherlock, Sherlock he would be... Yeah. Uh, I'd actually, I'd say wizard. Yeah, or wizard fighter. or a sorcerer. No, fighter. Mm. I could see yeah. fighter yeah. being intelligence. Yeah. Is there a detective class? Mm. No, mm. that would be like a wizard's, a wizard who has skills in fighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Who moonlights as a fighter for fun. <laughs> so essentially, we have Crazy Old Maurice, played by Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> taking on the town of Sasquatchia. I love this. Uh, yeah. Mm. All right, so do we want to go into our summary? 
Sure. All sure. right, Sasquatch, summarize. Okay, so essentially you start outside of a town, possibly in a forest with a grove. After passing through the grove, you notice that there's a squirrel problem. If you're low on perception, then when you get to town, you realize that there's a squirrel problem, and you must address said squirrel problem. You can go the Plumac route, you can go the town route, or you can go the grove route. Either way, at the end of the day, you want to resolve this conflict of mass squirrel invasion. And there's plenty of ways you can go about it, but in the end, and what did we decide would be something you would get out of the whole thing if you accomplished? I mean, I came up with the idea of a town, but like a fruit. Um, it, it depends upon. Oh, go ahead, and I'll yeah. I'll hop in. Yeah, it depends on upon story. If you have some kind of resource in the town that the players are going to be interested in, that would be your mind, your main motivation for why they keep fighting for it, or maybe why they make the deal with the druid, just because he'll give them the resource if he can keep his grove mm. um or the players may Ooh. if you have a very righteous party they may decide it's better to the resource is important we have to respect him so they may not get anything out of it depending upon probably no party in the world ever does that but if you have a party of paladins they may do that you never know yeah mm -hmm. um you may be able to get the town kind of like you get land or a permit or a deed of some kind um you could also just have it to be if it's a really low level adventure just be an incidental where you're passing through, you get a reward of some kind, you know, you get a hundred gold for helping us out. Level yeah. one, you're not gonna snub that. So well go ahead. I I mean, I would agree entirely with what you're saying. It really depends upon the resource that you want to throw in, and that really depends upon your party. What resource you think your party is gonna be interested in. Because if they're if they are more magic based, then it could be a fruit, it could be something alchemical. It could be even, you know, the the source of the power in that grove could be some low-level magical item that's just been left there from some long-ago lore backstory thing that you can come up with. But um, if they're more based around just straight-up punching, straight-up fighting, you could easily make that something like the trees made of ironwood, and it's an ancient ironwood that possesses some property that you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, really push hard that theming of it's a druid and make it as nature-focused as you possibly can. But again, thinking about your party, thinking about what your party would really be interested in, that's going to define what kind of resource you're going to want to make it. So that's the only thing outside of the summary then. Yep. you got to have a reason for them to do this. Yep. Especially my characters, I'm prone to walk away if I don't have a reason <laughs> to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and most of yours are somebody really intriguing that you, your character would like to have a beer with. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest thing with any kind of one shot like this. <laughs> it helps that all your characters are basically alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm as sober as the day is long. Yep. I, yep. Think, I think any one shot like this, you have to decide if it's a kind of a down session during a campaign, have it to be maybe not a direct tie in. But have it be something that could help the players in the long run. If you know if they don't get it, they're not doomed. But if they get it, maybe it's kind of nice to have. Um, if it's just a one-shot for fun, you can kind of do whatever you want with it. You know, maybe it's this really crazy powerful resource that they would love to have. Or maybe it's just, you know, there's, you know, a, an ancient grove that only has value to druids. So the druid cares about it, but no one else does. Bob 
Bob Spuds here on The Scene once again, reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy.